Hi, good morning. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for that to start a second time. It's Monday. Technical glitches may occur, but it's Monday of a short week, so it feels fake. It feels fake. Fake week. Are we going to do some work? Maybe. Maybe a little. I have to. This I don't count this work. This is like fun for me. I do have to do a little work this week, but I'm determined to be done on Wednesday so that I could take a full four-day weekend because I haven't had one of those in a while. And it's what I deserve and it's what you deserve. So I hope you get that too. Um, Which means that I will not be live streaming Thursday morning. It's Thanksgiving. Give me a break. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> I won't. I, I, it won't be happening. I won't be here Thursday. All right. Um, okay. Tell me if it's true. But I just enabled Super Chats, Super Stickers, and a new thing called Super Thanks on this channel. That's right. We're we're monetized. We're fully monetized over here on the Legion Miller live stream channel. We've made it. We've done it. If you see any ads, I'm actually going to be making a little bit of change on those ads. So thrilling stuff. Yeah. God bless American retail workers this week. Please be nice to them. They're doing their best. Oh, gosh. <sighs> We've made it. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being here. So sorry. Just dangling this in front of you. All my Canadian pals. Oh, you refreshed and the money buttons are there. Hey, awesome. That's great news. Happy to hear. It didn't notify you. God. It's Monday. Technical glitches abound. Uh, thank you for being here. Happy Monday. I feel like a lot has happened over this weekend that we're going to talk about. Uh... Moira is snoring discontentedly, frankly, behind me. Um, sometimes when she falls asleep, she do, does these like little short snores instead of the longer snores. Last night, her snores were like next level. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if she's a little congested because of the change of seasons. Oh, hell yeah. First super sticker. Thanks, Mary. First super sticker of the channel. Ooh, thank you so much. <sighs> All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. World is a shit show. Should we get into it? Speaking of world is a shit show. Uh, let's move into Trump o'clock, shall we? I feel like there's, there's a lot happening over in Trump's world. Uh, and we always start with Trump o'clock, so we're going to start with that. All right. <clears throat> Trump o'clock. This man, Jack Smith, Daddy Smith, as I like to call him. Because he seems like he seems like he's seen some shit, but also like he might be stern yet gentle. You know what I mean? 
Anyway, okay. This guy, he's been named special counsel. Don't get this confused with Trump's very special master. Different, different. Trump's very special master was appointed in the Mar-a-Lago case to avoid conflicts of interest because as much as Republicans are willing to ignore conflicts of interest and be ruthless, Democrats are still hanging on, clutching the farce that is people who are able to be unbiased and removing politics from these situations. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. But Democrats are at least trying to make it look like there's no conflicts of interest. Republicans don't give a shit anymore. Anyway, uh, the special master was put in place for the Mar-a-Lago documents. This is the special counsel, Daddy Smith, Daddy Jack Smith. Um, He has been handed over the reins to handle independently from the Department of Justice. He now has the reins to handle two of the many current investigations into Trump, one being that Mar-a-Lago documents case and the other being the January 6th case into whether he interfered with the uh, transfer of power in 2020. Um, The reason Daddy Smith has been appointed is because Trump and Biden have now both announced that they will be running for president in 2024. That is right. Trump will be running for president. Biden turned 80 yesterday and will be running for president in 2024, which if you're doing the math will make him 82 in 2024, 86 when he would be done in 2028. Okay, another geriatric election. So they've both announced that they're going to be running And this is now unprecedented in U.S. history that a former president is being investigated by the current president's administration while both are actively campaigning for re-election. So you see how that would be quite the conflict of interest if Biden's own DOJ was actively pursuing criminal investigations and other investigations into Trump while they're running against each other. You see how that's bad? So Merrick Garland who's the head of the DOJ, was like, listen, we're going to appoint an outsider, this Jack Smith character, with the most generic name you could ever think for a human white man, to step in and handle these investigations so that they're seen as more legitimate and they aren't written off as being politically motivated. Of course, Trump immediately painted it as tainted by politics, part of the witch hunt, called him a like extreme leftist, which is not true. Um, so this is unlikely to convince any Trumpers that this isn't politically motivated, the special counsel and all these investigations into Trump, but it might, it might sway moderates and it might sway the never Trump Republicans into believing that this is something that is being done independently to investigate Trump and not politically motivated. Okay. And this guy, Jack Smith, he's got some credentials. Okay. Okay. He has nearly three decades of prosecutorial experience, both for state and federal governments. And in the federal government, he specifically investigated public officials for fraud and corruption. Like his resume lines right up with the job description. And then he's also done two tours as an international war crimes prosecutor at The Hague. That's why you see him in all these pictures. He's got this weird purple vest. That's the robes that they wear. 
at the hag hag how do you say long a's as a minnesotan i never know if i'm saying them right hag hag hog i don't know you tell me okay um so like if anyone can take on trump it's probably this guy i mean look at this guy takes no shit daddy smith Okay. He also, in a lot of ways, doesn't have the pitfalls that Bob Mueller did. If you remember, Bob Mueller was also special counsel after the 2016 election when Trump was investigated for helping like Russia interfere with shit. Sorry, that was a really broad stroke explanation of that investigation. So the pitfalls that Bob Mueller had were, were one that this had never he had this hadn't been done before. Now Jack Smith has Bob Mueller's report and watched Bob Mueller do this job and so he can learn from Bob Mueller's mistakes. Jack Smith is also like 54. Bob Mueller was in his 70s, like 73 during the investigation and so some people criticized him for being past his prime whereas this guy's like in his 50s and like extremely experienced so he won't probably have that pitfall um and also bob Mueller had a huge public profile like he was head of the doj he was head of something he was a like people knew this guy okay he he had a, he had a lot of high profile very public positions before becoming special counsel did i know who he was no and i my criminal law professor in law school worked under bob Mueller at the DOJ in Boston as a prosecutor, and she never let us forget it. <laughs> Every class, she was like, the integrity, because this was during the Bob Mueller investigation, the integrity that Bob Mueller is showing was the same integrity he brought to the criminal division of the, de the Department of Justice when I worked there with him. Blah, blah. She always had something to say. Anyway. So this guy doesn't have quite the the shortfalls that Bob does, but you know, he might have other shortfalls. Who knows? The thing is is he's kind of shrouded in mystery, which is hot, Daddy Smith, but also probably for the better. I mean, Trumpers are going to say whatever they're going to say about him, but less less material to work with in terms of criticism. Okay? Let me look at some of your comments. Thankful for Daddy Smith this season. <laughs> I know. I we'll see. Imagine Daddy <laughs> at Thanksgiving dinner with that look. Imagine. He's like the uncle when you go to your friend's family's Thanksgiving and you're like, Am I attracted to Uncle Smith? Uncle Jack? Why is he looking at me like that from across the table? Will Trump ever see jail time or any consequences at all? Lord knows. Lord knows. Okay. Hague? Is that what you're saying? Hey? Okay. Whew. I did it. See, the thing is, is like, I, I grew up in Minnesota where every A is an A sound. And then I went to the East Coast for undergrad and for law school. Both times I was made fun of for my accent. So I tried to get rid of it by turning all long A's into Oz, which doesn't work for many things. Or Oz or as instead of A's. So then I say things like the plague instead of the plague. 
because A feels wrong in my mouth because I was made fun of for making long A sounds. Do you understand? Bagel, I say bagel accidentally sometimes. It's embarrassing. I say fragrance instead of fragrance, and you guys have made fun of me for that. My brain's fucked up now, you guys. My brain's fucked up. Thank you so much. They're Warby Parkers. I do a lot of brand sponsored videos with Warby because I actually wear them. Let's see. Happy belated birthday. Geriatric election. Happy birthday to you, too. We got some birthday buddies in this group. Zaddy. Okay. Focus. You guys focus. Inappropriate. <gasps> Tracy also says fragrance? Yes. Mid, Just a couple Midwest girls. We can't help it. We can't help it. Just, just two Midwestern gals. Thank you for the super sticker. Bow, 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 bow. Wow. Wow. Okay. Triple A Scorpios. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. We're moving on. Not far, though, because it's still Trump o'clock. Okay. Let's see. What is this? Sorry, I forgot. Oh, gosh. Okay. All my shit's out of order. Okay. Trump has been reinstated on Twitter by Elon, as he promised. I liked this article from The Atlantic titled, Trump's Terrifically Stupid Return to Twitter, which had some really good alliteration. And what a fun title. Trump's Terrifically Stupid Return to Twitter. That's just fun to say. That's, some, that's quality writing. Terrifically stupid. Okay. Like the monster miraculously resuscitated to terrorize the heroes in a horror movie sequel, Donald Trump is back. What an opener. This is quality journalism is all I'm saying. Okay. So here's what happened. On the evening of November 17th, Elon Musk, the richest man in the world and Twitter's new owner, posted a poll asking users of the site whether he should reinstate former President Trump, who was banned from the platform after his instigation of the insurrection on January 6th. Musk's followers voted in favor I think it was like 52% in favor, though there's no guarantee that the poll wasn't manipulated by the same bots that Musk has spent the past several months railing against. So he reinstated him and tweeted, Vox Populi, Vox Dei, which means the people's voice is the voice of God. Which is just very characteristic of Musk, who believes his own voice to be the voice of God. I... Terrifically stupid is right. Terrifically stupid is right, okay? The entire incident is terrifically stupid. The story revolves around the whims of two wealthy and self-involved men who enjoy nothing more than public attention. It is also an, an enormous waste of everyone's time, and I resent having to think about it. <laughs> okay. So, and now, so he's been reinstated. He hasn't tweeted yet, though, because, again, he's, you know, 
doing the thing that men do to like, or people do in general to like, pro, uh, what's the word? Uh, posture themselves. He said, oh, I don't even want to use it. I'm on Truth Social now, so I'm not even going back to Twitter. That's what Trump says. Um, so now you can see, before you couldn't see any of his old tweets. Now all of his tweets are back, except for, they noted in this article, not his tweets egging on Capitol rioters' rage against Vice President Mike Pence or calling the insurrectionists great patriots. He deleted those posts before the account's deactivation. Convenient. 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 And then they made a good, I think, this was written by a woman, this article. They made a good point. Well, first they said, Trump has not yet tweeted on his contractual obligations to Truth Social, the platform created to act as Trump's alternative online home during his Twitter ban, may actually limit what he can post to his newly revived account. In public remarks after Musk issued his poll, Trump said he didn't see any reason to return to Twitter. Truth Social has taken the place for a lot of people, and I don't see them going back on Twitter. Okay, but also on Truth Social, he has 4.6 million followers, and on Twitter, he has 88 million, and it's Trump. And he's known for going back on his word. And he loves attention. So uh, he's going to go back. Come on. He has now the opportunity to reach 88 million as opposed to just 4.6 million. He's coming back and he's tweeting. Okay? He's just holding off for a little bit to, like, be sassy. Be sassy. And then this article made a good point that was, like, um... Demanding that people simply ignore these bumbling titans is too simplistic. Their flailing has a tendency to wreck the world that the rest of us live in. But we can at least be more discerning in what kind of attention we pay them and why. And they go on to say, for journalists, that means thinking more critically about how to cover Musk, perhaps widening the aperture to consider not just the man himself, but the larger forces that made his Twitter takeover possible and the effects of his actions on the broader world. For the average Twitter user, that might simply mean not panicking too much about Musk's decision to reinstate Trump just yet. There will be plenty of time to do that if and when Twitter's most notorious poster reopens the Bird app. And if it does come to that, you can always find me on Mastodon. What's Mastodon? I've heard of it. But I'd have never seen it or used it. I don't know what's going on over there. Is it like a Twitter alternative, but not for crazy Trumpers like Truth Social? Comment below. In the meantime, this was the link to the to the poll that he took, but it said the tweet is unavailable. So that seems like maybe the poll was taken down, but not his Vox Populi Vox Dei tweet. 134 million people have seen this poll. And then if you scroll and lead us not into like stupid and then andrew tate i've decided to fly to the failed state of california walk into twitter headquarters and tell elon musk he's a legend on my way i wonder what it's like to be that insecure that you have to perform your masculinity in this way it's got to be like a just a prison of your own making being andrew tate Whatever. Anyway. So that's what happened there. That's all I got to say about that. He'll probably tweet. <laughs> no more. No more men. A more complicated social media. That sounds fine. Ooh, thank you for the super chat. It's a clunky Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit attempt. It's hard to use or find people on it. It's Facebook status posts, but more bland. All right. That's, that's, uh, I probably am going to pass on that, though I have been thinking about getting on Be Real, because that sounds fun. Yeah, if someone like Tate calls you a legend, it's maybe time to reconsider your life choices. 
Oh, that's interesting. That's good to know. The first usage of Vox Populi Vox Day was actually a criticism of following the voice of the people as if it was that they were the voice of God. Interesting. Interesting. Hey. The idea of bland social media is tempting. Yikes. Emperor Charlemagne. And those people should not be listened to who keep saying the voice of the people is the voice of God since the riotousness of the crowd is always close to insanity. It was said by an emperor, so there's certainly criticism to be had there, but also he's not wrong. I feel like people, humans in mass are kind of stupid. Of course he would use it out of context. He just wanted to tweet some Latin so that all the stupid bros who don't have any critical thinking skills or any brain cells left will be like, wow, he's so deep. He is he is really sticking it to the man. He is just what he's a hero. He's a free he's a free speech hero. And if you're curious about my criticisms on Elon Musk's idea of free speech, I made a whole video about it over on my main channel. It's called, I believe musk's version elon's version of the first amendment let let that sink in god i'm still mad about that stupid fucking pun i hate it okay moving on into something that's even worse and i saw a couple of you comment this but uh yeah so over the weekend a gunman entered an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs called Club Q, dressed head to toe in body armor and carrying an AR-15, which is a long semi-automatic rifle that is the weapon of choice for mass shooters. It's been used in countless other mass shootings, this specific type of gun. And he opened fire into this nightclub that was specifically known for being a gay LGBTQ plus nightclub in Colorado Springs. And he killed five people, and he wounded 25 others. Um, and then, however, he was subdued by a patron in the bar. So the patron ran up to him, grabbed a handgun from him, because I assume he was armed with, like, multiple guns. I don't, I don't know. They grabbed it from him somehow, but it was a handgun. And hit him over the head with it, and then tackled him to the ground. And then I think someone else came and helped hold this guy down. Like, this man is setting off rounds from a semi-automatic weapon. And this patron in the bar ran towards him to stop him. Something that not a single police officer was willing to do in Uvalde while children were being murdered. Police officers that were armed to the fucking teeth when this patron had nothing but his own body to put between him and this shooter. Cops are useless. Having a gun does not prevent death or stop a shooting. Those cops, like I said, armed to the teeth, did nothing. This bar patron had none. And when he did get his hand on a gun, he used it to hit the guy over the head, not shoot him. And then subdue him. And after the shooting, people were there to help people get home, to take care of each other, because that's what the LGBTQ community does. And has had to do for fucking centuries because of this type of hatred and vitriol and violence that they have had to experience for as long as 
human history has existed to varying degrees, of course. And even now, when we are in a place in the United States, at least, where you can be gay in public, you still can't be gay in public. You can only be gay in a very prescribed set of ways in very specific places. And that's it. And this is the type of violence that results when you write things like anti-trans bills and when you let proud boys protest outside of drag shows and bigoted parents protest outside of drag story hour. Like, I don't know much about Christianity, but I would probably put a bet that drag queens would not be the ones that Jesus would be admonishing in that situation. You know what I mean? It's just, it's maddening. It's, I like didn't even, I didn't have the capacity to process it this weekend. And like this morning while I was reading through all this stuff, I had a little cry. So if you got to have a little cry, cry it out. It's fucked up. This is like one of the many reasons why I am like legitimately and very seriously exploring the option of leaving this country because I hate that every time I go somewhere and this is not like I'm now making it about myself. I am a member of the LGBTQ community, but like this is like the targeting is not like I'm a bisexual white woman who passes as straight. Like I'm not the one being targeted, but I will say that even as someone who is not being targeted, like I it's, obscene that when I go into public spaces, I am always looking for where the closest exit is. And I am often envisioning what would happen if someone walked in the, the nearest door and started shooting. Where would I go? Would there be a door that I could get through? Is there an exit closest to me? Will I get trampled? Am I far back enough that I would be the first one hit? Like these are things that go through my mind every time I go to a show or any crowded space. I can't and I can't go into crowded spaces anymore where it's like shoulder to shoulder because I immediately start panicking. If I have space around me where I know that I could run if someone started shooting, I feel fine. But if I'm in close quarters where it's it's shoulder to shoulder, I immediately like throat closes up. I have to get the fuck out. Uh, and that's no way to live. And I know there's like, yeah. In 2016, when Trump was elected, I was like, I'm going to stay and I'm going to fight. Leaving this country is a really privileged thing to do and I'm not going to do it. I'm at a point now, though, it's been six years. I got a law degree. I'm extremely vocal. I show up at protests. I talk to my family members. I have hard conversations with people who don't believe in what I believe in. It's not working. It's not working. And I'm ready to get the fuck out. I'm, I'm done. I'm over it. I can't write this moment because of, like, personal life things. But I am, like, sincerely planning my exit because fuck and I and people there are people who argue with me on that there are people who say like if you say things like showing up to protest doesn't do anything then you're being like some people called me like ableist I don't remember what what their argument was or like like you're you're discouraging people from showing up and you're you're like ignoring history because, you know, during the civil rights movement, like, no, no, peaceful protest is not is not what brought about the legal changes that happened during the civil rights movement. Nope, that's not what worked. Don't pretend like it is. It's naive of you to think that. Yeah, I'm not going to Canada. Fuck no. Sorry, I know you guys are, I know there's a lot of Canadians. No, you guys have fucking far right protesters. Well, I would take all the effort to go through your convoluted immigration process 
only to then have the same fucking problems jumping the border. Nope. Sorry. I got to get out. <laughs> I got to get out. Got to get out. Uh, boy. Um, so yeah, this is awful. Take a day off of fucking work and grieve. Like, do it if you need to. Like, it's just, Canada is not that lit. (laughs) You know, I thought about making, like, this would have to be a whole separate fucking YouTube channel if I started talking about, like, moving abroad. And um, I don't know if I want to make that channel because there's a lot of them out there already. Yeah, I've heard great things about Uruguay. Uh, They have the best beaches, I hear. I hear, like, other people who live in South America are the ones who they go to Uruguay on vacation because they know that Uruguay has the best beaches. Yo, New Zealand's going to be underwater in, like, 10 years. (laughs) And you have earthquakes. Nah, I don't do earthquakes. (sighs) Hmm. Yeah, if you buy someone just hold on. If you buy property in Montenegro, you get citizenship and access to all the Shenzhen countries. Yeah. There's a few, there's a lot of places in Europe where if you if you have the money to buy property, at least, you get like immediate citizenship. But like some of it, it's like you have to buy a five hundred thousand dollar piece of property, which I don't got that kind of cash sitting around. Um, yeah, Portugal, Portugal is my plan right now. Uh, I'm going to visit in March to try it out and see see how it feels. But um, they've got a good visa process. Um, the quality of life is great, it sounds like. They were voted like the fourth most peaceful country on Earth. Some people have guns for hunting, but they don't use them against each other at the rate that they do here or at any rate even close to what they do here. It's sunny all the time. It's warm. It's very international and cosmopolitan. There's a huge expat community, uh, great food, cheaper than a lot of other European countries. Not cheap, certainly, but like certainly cheaper than a lot of um, other European countries. They, yeah, they uh, decriminalize drug use, which is huge. I speak Spanish and I'm in the process of learning Portuguese. So, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Don't steal my idea and make it worse there. (laughs) I'm nervous of telling people this because they're all going to be like, okay, I'm going to go to Portugal too. Don't take my idea. Because it's already, Portugal, Lisbon especially, is already getting uh, more expensive because in like gentrified and they're pricing out a bunch of native Portuguese people because um, everyone's moving there because it does seem really great. So yeah. Yeah. That's what I figure Portuguese isn't too. I feel like I got a leg up. Yeah. There's corruption. Yeah. You never know. It's not a perfect country, but it certainly Sounds fucking better than here. And I could get in under the visa requirements. If you stay for five years, you can become, you can get your EU passport and then I can go anywhere. 
Mexico City is honestly like kind of up up there on my list too. And yes, I'm sure there's lots of corruption there. Um, but it looks beautiful. And yeah. Oh, I'm in break. Oh, listen. I don't think I have any Scorpio on my chart, but I listen. All right. Okay. All right. Um, Portugal's uh, visa process is pretty easy to get in. You just have to be able to support yourself in Portugal. So, but you have to have like remote work basically. Uh, and, like there's income requirements and stuff like that, but you're gonna, you, you're gonna, yeah, I'm, I'd be taking pets. Listen, I've been, oh, I could talk for, it's already after nine, you guys, but I could talk for hours about moving pets abroad because I have been doing a lot of research, a lot of research, okay? Here are your options. Option number one, you uh, put them in the storage hold under the plane. There are certain airlines that have like AC storage compartments, whatever, and there are whole companies that help you move your dog via the the storage space. There's a word for that. I can't remember it. They have relationships with airlines. They'll find the ones that have the like climate controlled safest options. They help hundreds of people transport their pets every year. That's an option. Um, other option I've seen, there's this um, Facebook group called, uh, oh God, what is it? Fly, hold on. Let me look it up because I just joined it. It's like, it's for, if you are interested in Finding other people. Okay, it's called Chartered Air Travel with Pets. Very unoriginal. Chartered Air Pe Travel with Pets. It's for people who are interested in chartering a plane with a group of other pet owners and having like a private plane fly them somewhere. Um, though that, however, <laughs> can cost anywhere from like six thousand to twenty thousand dollars. So I found that and I started investigating, and then I was like, up oh. <laughs> and never mind. <laughs> Okay, you've moved your pets multiple times to United Airlines. Um, so it depends on the country. Sometimes you have to quarantine. You definitely, most, if not all countries, you have to have their vaccine records. Um, right now, honestly, I'm going to take this headline down. This is fucking depressing. Um, my plan right now, so, okay, you can no longer take emotional support animals on planes with COVID. They like did away with it because, you know, you could bring like a parakeet on and be like, this is my emotional support animal. And it was like a clusterfuck. Um, but you can, they do have to allow you to take on service dogs. Um, and that can be both like for a physical disability, but also psychiatric service dogs, which is a whole thing. And it's really difficult. It takes a lot of training. Um, but I do have <laughs> anxiety and depression. So I would qualify for a psychiatric service dog and they have to let you take it on board. And then you train your dog for special tricks like to lay across your lap like a weighted blanket or if you're having a panic attack to put a paw on your chest to help ground you. Or if you have social anxiety or spatial anxiety, they can like do a room check for you or like comfort you while you're in crowded situations. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to train Moira to be my uh, psychiatric service dog so I can just take her on planes with me. So she starts boot camp next week. She starts boot camp next Monday. This is just basic boot camp just to get her to the level where we can even start training her as a psychiatric support dog. Um, 
yeah, you have to you have to train at some behaviors and stuff. And listen, like it would actually be really helpful if she could like comfort me while I'm having a panic attack or whatever. So it's not bullshit. It's just not an option that I even realized I had. And so and it's going to take a lot of fucking work. But frankly, I think it'll be way less anxiety inducing and stressful for both her and me if she could ride in the cabin with me. My life would just generally be easier if she was better trained uh, and could like comfort me through my anxiety. Um, and then like I could travel elsewhere with her it, because every other solution is like, okay, one trip from here to Portugal would cost X amount of money and take X amount of time to plan. And then if I ever want to leave with her, I would have to do it all over again. Yeah. One look at her, less anxiety. And we've been doing little things, little things, getting her to stay on a mat so that like if we go out in public, she's got her mat where she sits every like all the time under the table. Um, we're work we're working on it. Um, so I'm excited for her to go to boot camp. And frankly, <laughs> the more farts might knock out, out everyone on the plane. Um but frankly, like the cost and the effort, I think will be worth it just because it'll make my life easier to have her generally better trained. Um, but also the cost of doing all this is pretty much on par with like finding a company to help me transport her. Um, and I get more benefits if I do it this way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we're deep in the planning. We're deep in it. Like. Yeah. Okay, we've got really off track. Okay. Okay, we got a couple other headlines. I'm going to I'm going to speed through cuz y'all live to 908 and you guys have work to do. You have work to do. Thank you for the super chat. Um I didn't because I don't like it's just the changing of CEOs honestly doesn't often interest me because it's like, oh, okay, one rich white guy changed for another rich white guy. Sick. So, this the one Bob his both are named Bob. One Bob we used to be the CEO at Disney, and now the other one is named Bob, and he came back. So, okay, let's see. What else do we got? Okay, so then this came out. Um, on Saturday, the New York Times reported that the 2014 decision Burwell v. v Hobby Lobby, which was a major case about contraception, a right upheld by the 14th Amendment, just like the right to abortion used to be, so similar areas of law, um, that decision, Burwell v. Hobby Lobby from 2014, was leaked back then to an evangelical minister named Robert L. Schenck. That decision that was allegedly leaked then was written by Samuel Alito, just like the Dobbs decision that was leaked earlier this year. Schenck claimed that he got the info from a donor who had dined with Justice Alito and his wife prior to the uh, Burwell v. Hobby Lobby decision being released. This has renewed calls for the Supreme Court to have ethics rules, any at all, because uh, if you didn't know, the Supreme Court justices, unlike literally every other federal judge, do not have written ethics rules that they must comply with. They have accepted code of conducts that they should probably do, you know, scouts honor. But like that, those can easily be broken because there's no consequences because they're not written down. There is a bill pending in Congress right now that would create and in state ethics rules, but of course it's just sitting there. 
because like, you know, maybe it'd be cool if we like required justices to recuse themselves from, I don't know, cases, hearing issues where your wife is directly involved with the overthrow of the transfer of power, for example, maybe holding the highest court in the land to any written standard whatsoever would be cool. Would be cool. Okay. And, but then of course, um, a month after Chief Justice John Roberts took the unusual step of ordering the leaked investigation, he ordered an investigation into the leak of Dobbs. But a month after that, Mr. Shank, this guy, this evangelical minister, sent Chief Justice John Roberts a letter saying he believed his information about the Hobby Lobby case was relevant to the Dobbs inquiry, meaning that it had been leaked. Mr. Shank said that he had not gotten any response. And when Mr. Whitehouse, who is in the committee that investigates or oversees the justice judiciary he wrote to chief justice roberts about mr shank's organization based on earlier reporting and the court sent a brief response that addressed few of the specifics so they're not really cooperating with this self-imposed investigation it's almost like it's almost like the court doesn't want to cooperation to cooperate with the investigation into itself that it ordered it's almost like self-policing doesn't work and <laughs> shouldn't be left to the group of the most powerful judges in the country Absolute power corrupts absolutely, et cetera, okay? But then you have the issue of, like, how would this be enforced? Because it's the Supreme Court, and they're supposed to be independent. That's the whole point of the checks and balances. So even if both chambers of Congress agreed on legislation, and even if various separation of power debates were settled, the question of enforcement would remain because the court is, by definition, the highest authority on its own enforcement of its own ethics rules. Sus. They just pinky swear. They just pinky swear it that they will be ethical. Just a little, a little. Well, it's fine. It's fine. Lord. All right. In other news, Elizabeth Holmes, Theranos CEO, you know her, the blood lady. She was sentenced to 11 years and three months in prison on Friday. Apparently, the, the hearing, the sentencing hearing was very high profile, drew tons of people, many victims of these bogus blood tests, etc. She's done a lot of appealing and none of it's been fruitful so far. I'm assuming she'll continue to appeal this stuff. She just had a baby. So, yeah, she's going to be in prison for 11 years, three months. Um, uh, in other news, remember Alex Jones, remember him, remember those defamation trials against him and how he's going to have to pay like hundreds of millions of dollars. Remember that moment when the plaintiff's lawyer was like, guess what? Your lawyer accidentally sent me your entire phone file. And then his lawyer, Alex Jones's lawyer did nothing to try to get it back or block it from being available publicly. I made a whole video about it on my main channel. You can go watch it. But now both of his lawyers, both in the Connecticut defamation case and in the Texas one, are being considered for suspension from the practice of law temporarily as a result of their mishandling of that data. A great example of why just don't work for men like the Alex Joneses and the Trumps of the world, because it's going to bite you in the fucking ass. If you remember similarly, at least one of the lawyers that worked for Trump that signed the thing saying like, yeah, we did a diligent search of Mar-a-Lago and we definitely didn't find any confidential documents. They're also being told to lawyer up because of that's like <laughs> fucking perjury. <laughs> People are willing to like commit perjury 
and throw their careers onto the fucking bus for these assholes. No, wouldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Okay. In other news, remember a couple months ago, there was that threat of railway workers striking and it would like cripple the entire supply chain in the United States and probably internationally. But then at the last minute, we were all saved. Okay. Well, that was just a punt. That was just a punt down the road. And now today, they are revealing the results of a vote taken by the U.S. railroad unions on whether to accept a new labor deal that they have been negotiating. If they have voted to reject the deal, which we will find out today, that could increase the potential of a strike that would then topple supply chains just in time for Christmas. Merry Christmas time. Happy holidays. And then finally, 77 inches of snow fell in upstate New York over the weekend. That's six feet, five inches for those of you that struggle with math like me. That is nuts. That is over a foot taller than me of snow straight, straight onto the ground in upstate New York. Yikes. Added to the list of reasons to move to Lisbon. Not that I live in upstate New York, but I live in fucking Minnesota. It's not, it's no better, but it's better in a lot of ways. Weather wise, it's no better. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, get your get your Christmas gifts ordered for you people. I should probably do that too. Don't tell my loved ones. I'm a little behind this year. Don't don't tell my loved ones. All right. Listen, that's all the news I had for you. It's 9:16. Get to work. I'm going to the gym straight after this because that's what I promised myself I would do and I'm following through on the promises I'm making to myself. Okay. Consumption Corner. I don't know. I'm still reading the Harry Potter books. Okay. I'm on book five, but halfway through. All right. Hagrid just got back from finding the giants to fight Voldemort. Uh, I've been watching White Lotus. It's great. I think I'm caught up unless there's a new episode that just dropped. Maybe I haven't seen that, but Yeah, that's all I got. Quit your Kelly, quit your job. Kelly, listen to me. Quit your job. You deserve to be happy. That's all. I hope you guys have a lovely day. I hope you have a lovely Thanksgiving because I will not be here on Thursday. I do have a new video dropping on Wednesday about the Danny Masterson trial and Scientology. That'll be on my main channel. Check it out Wednesday at noon central. And then I'm taking four days off. You're not going to hear from me until Monday. Monday, I'm cutting all my hair off. We talked about me getting a bob. I'm doing it on Monday, but it's going to be after the live stream. So you're going to have to wait till Thursday to see it. Uh, I cannot wait. I am so ready to not have all this hair. It's so dead on the ends. I'm going to, it's going to, I want it adorable. The goal is adorable. I'm cutting it off to like here and I'm getting bangs. Like I want to be cute. I don't want to be sexy. I don't want to be professional corporate lady. I want to be fucking adorable. Okay. All right. Everyone have great holidays. If, if you're, if you're in the U S and you're doing Thanksgiving this year, eat so much stuff. I'm can't wait to eat so many things. Um, and I don't miss the new video on Wednesday and we'll be back here live 
next Monday after the holiday. Great. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.